in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, you know, before we get started doing an episode of the Paracast, we talk about things. And for some reason, I mentioned that we never really speak of the Three Stooges on the Paracast. And then our guest this week, Michael Huntington, says they actually did a short movie about men in black. Well, there there was one called The Men in Black, uh, which uh, it, it was more of like it was one of their hospital antic type shows. Uh, but it's interesting in it, it, the art for the uh, you know the title card. It says Men in Black, really really big, and they're all wearing like medical masks, so they look almost alien like, you know. Uh, but it, it's kind of fascinating. In that, you know, initial Men in Black stories always had, uh, you know, three Men in Black. And uh, I I think it's been, you know, whittled down to two now, probably uh, due to, you know, the the Men in Black films and, of course, X-Files and whatnot. But uh, initially, you know, it's, uh, you know, the three Men in Black. So, yeah, I I, I like to share that uh, occasionally whenever uh, I come across, you know, UFO slash... uh, Three Stooges fans, and of course, you know they did do a couple of uh, the Three Stooges did a, a couple of uh, shorts that did involve like you know flying saucers. There was even one where Joe Besser, you know, they were trying to hoax a, 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 a flying saucer uh, of photos so that they can make some money. And of course, they did make money, and then Mo and Larry like ripped him off of all the money. Uh, and subsequently, he then uh, uh, came across some real aliens, and they got revenge against uh, the other Stooges. But yeah, the Stooges have have done quite a few of those uh, outer space type things. I, I just think it's interesting. You know, it sort of comes out of the same cultural uh, milieu of the. Uh, you know, the 60s, 70s and 80s, you know, the late night movies, you you know, you'd watch those old UFO documentaries and you also watch uh, some Stooges to go right along with it. Interesting that Jim Mosley and Gray Barker may have been emulating the three Stooges. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, I think they like to think of themselves as the uh, the jokesters of early UFO community. They definitely uh, uh, saw their share of uh, three stages over the years. If you look at some of those old magazines, they definitely got some uh, cultural comedy in there, definitely. <laughs> uh, well, we had on uh, um, Rick Hilberg uh, not too long ago. He was saying that uh, he was the victim or uh, maybe victim, maybe too strong of the word, but uh, of... Uh, a joke at least once by Mosley and, and Barker, who, you know, call, you know, they were well known for calling people on the phone and disguising their voices and uh, yeah. claiming to be government officials or reporting UFO sightings and things like that. I, uh, probably there was some liquid refreshments involved in uh, some of these, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of these jokes. <laughs> yeah, I've heard uh, the liquid refreshments were sort of a staple at some of those early conferences. I, I, I think there was, uh, I've heard of some legendary alcohol uh, mix that was mixed in a bathtub. I guess uh, others might be able to 
talk more about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's something, uh, you know, uh, th- that sort of fun culture, you know, definitely the social aspect uh, it has always been there within uh, these paranormal communities. You know, uh, people like to go to these conferences, not just to talk, uh, you know, shop about weird things, but to socialize. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I actually conducted a poll a couple of years ago to ask people, you know, who, who uh, attended UFO conferences uh, regularly, uh, whether or not they, you know, partook of uh, hmm. certain alcoholic beverages or, uh, you know, smoked certain uh, things, illicit things. And, uh, yeah, I think the preponderance of <laughs> uh, the respondents uh, uh said yes <laughs> and, and and if you do go to uh, uh several of these conferences they you know that's where the real conference and the real you know conversations uh, uh begin you know after the conference is closed out for the night and everybody makes their way to the bar and you know that that's when the really good stuff comes and uh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, Tim, yeah, you know Tim Beckley. Uh, I mean, that's that's what he always said. He he said that you know probably the the best information got passed around after the conferences when everybody was hanging around out at the you know at the bar. The alcohol would uh, would flow freely, and people would let their guards down, and you know uh, wouldn't hold back with information that possibly. They may under normal circumstances. So, so yeah, you know, I, 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 I find that true. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, it, you know, back in the early days, it was sort of a sensitive thing because the government would, you know, sort of allude to the notion that people that see UFOs, you know, they mm-hmm. they they come from you know non dry states. You know, they sort of uh, alluded that uh, people that were into these uh, topics, you know, were or lushes or, or whatnot. But, uh, uh, you know, in, in the 60s and the 70s, uh, 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 you know, ufology and, you know, these UFO clubs and everything came out of that, uh, you know, the 60s counterculture. So, you know, it, it, we definitely have to recognize, you know, that influence and, uh, you know, people trying to expand their minds and, and trying to look at things differently and, and open their, you know, their be open to new horizons and, and different ideas and, and different paradigms. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it, it. I would love to see a book or, or a study done on, you know, uh, you know, more of the social aspects. I think, you know, there's a whole hidden history, I think, uh, within all of these, uh, you know, paranormal subcultures of, uh, uh, you know, little secret stories and little, uh, you know, fun social events and whatnot. And, uh, I think it persists to this day, although I think, uh, it, uh, you know, marijuana is legal now in, in a lot of places and, you know, alcohol, drinking alcohol is is a good way to, you know, get conversations going because, you know, people will be more open, you know, to, to sharing ideas. And uh, we've actually seen in a lot of uh, the younger uh researchers you know the ones that have podcasts like on youtube uh they regularly have shows uh where they uh where they uh where they drink (laughs) and the Mm. point is to drink and you know they they will bring alcohol on while they're talking about ufos you know they they will you know plug their favorite beer 
and uh, 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 in, engage in conversation. Yeah, it shows like Somewhere in the Skies and uh, uh, The Unknown, you know, Ryan and some of those guys. Uh, yeah, they, they have no problem whipping out some bourbon or some whiskey. And I visit Jim Mosley, and this was during the time he lived in New Jersey, and I didn't live too far from him. Then what would happen is that I'd go over there and he'd be sitting down in his chair and one of his, this is pretty wacky, but on one side he's got pack cigarettes. On the other side he's got his Fat 69 whiskey. I don't know what other brands he drank, but this is the brand he always drank when I'd visit him. And he'd get more and more blasted as the evening wore. And, but, you know, he, he held his liquor well. I mean, you could still speak with him coherently. Now, I should say this. Jim Mosley drove me around quite a few times in the early days before I had a driver's license in the car. And I never saw him drive a car while drunk. So he knew how to hold his liquor. I don't know where we're getting into this. We're talking to Michael Huntington, <laughs> our special guest co-host, is the one, the only Tim Swartz, man of 27 and a half voices. You're in. <laughs> the Paracast, man. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com.
You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. I need a tax preparer. How should I choose one? Using a paid tax preparer this year? Before paying someone to do your taxes, make sure they're qualified. Ask about their fees, experience, and training. Check with a Better Business Bureau. Avoid anyone who promises a higher refund. And review your tax return before you sign it. And make sure your preparer signs it too. For more tips, visit irs.gov and search Choosing a Preparer. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The UFOs and counterculture. I think it was pretty straight-laced in the 50s, though. But in the 60s, of course, it followed the Beatles becoming more and more attuned with pot and acid and everything, and it wasn't unusual for mind expansion to occur with some of the people in the UFO field who were looking into other answers. It wasn't just ET; it had to be a lot more. Yeah, and you know that that's never really left. You know, there's always been sort of you know that trying to find answers to the secrets of the universe. You know, good aspect going all the way back to the contactee movement to uh even this day you, you can't have a uh a, a ufo discussion these days without talking about consciousness you know it's not just objects in the sky or visitors it's it's, it's multi-layered ideas on what denotes consciousness uh you know whether or not there's like a a co-creation aspect to it uh and uh i i blame a lot of it on uh jacques Vallée. you know uh he definitely uh, uh took that counterculture you know science and and started uh asking questions uh relative and of course keel de- did this too you know uh, started moving beyond just extraterrestrial hypotheses into ideas of of different dimensions and and different realities and different states of consciousness and 
yeah, it, it's all definitely uh, connected in, and I think it's uh, alive probably more now. I think more uh, younger researchers uh, are open to ideas of some sort of intelligence from another dimension or some sort of co-creation, uh, you know, hypothesis, you know, where our mind is sort of creating whatever is encountered paranormally. And uh, there's, in a lot of areas, uh, an outright rejection of the ETH now. And and I think that's going to be something that's going to be happening more and more, uh, you know, over the, over the decades. Uh, uh, people influenced by, uh, by people like Valet and Keel, you know, with, with these alternative views and these... Uh, and, and and there's always been a you know like religion and you know new age sort of uh, philosophies have always been uh, mixed into it. But yeah, it, we've 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 turned the corner and we've moved away from you know like galactic federations. I think and uh, you know people are talking more about like tricksters and you know beings that can uh, appear almost ma- almost uh, magical. Well, you know, before we had ultra-terrestrials from John Keel and some of the things that Jacques Vallée came up with, I remember a conversation I had with a really fascinating guy named Alan Greenfield. We were, what, 20 years old, and we were meeting in New York City on New Year's Eve. I didn't drink. I don't think Greenfield drank. And we just talked. And we came up with an alternate reality theory, a multiverse theory. And he was basing it on the book, The Incomplete Enchanter, where the other universe had a different set of physical laws. It was magic there and what we regard to as physics here. And Alan came up with a newsletter, a short-lived newsletter, called Alternate Horizons. I don't know if any of you guys ever heard of it. But he mm-hmm. speculated oh, yeah. about such things. And then we saw lots of people dig up this concept. And now it's in our pop culture, of course, because all the comic book heroes jump between realities. Yeah. And, and you know, we got Stranger Things. Uh, you know, uh, the, the whole basis is sort of, you know, uh, an upside down universe, a, a dimension that is coinciding with ours that, uh, you know, maybe paranormal entities can, you know... It, Cross this veil, and uh, yeah, it, 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 it's fascinating. I I am open to pretty much every sort of <laughs> interpretation out there. Uh, I, I I tend to look at things. I think uh, uh, you know when you look at ballet and Keel, you know they're they're trying to come up with you know big answers for sort of everything. But uh, I, after having you know look. I, I've been involved in this subject since the 70s. You know, I've I've been uh, into it, uh, you know, for 45 years. Uh, Even when I was a kid, I was a kid back in the 70s. But, you know, I I still uh, was really into everything that was in the culture, you know, Close Encounters and In Search of and Ancient Ancient Astronauts, you know, Von Donneken, The Exorcist, all that sort of stuff fascinated me. You know, I watched uh, Project UFO on TV and... uh, I, I read all the stuff that came out, you know, and and I joined uh, like groups like APRO and later on groups like MUFON. And, you know, the, these subjects have always been interesting. And, and we've always tried to look at 
all of these paranormal subjects and, and try to find some kind of unifying the, uh, theory, you know, uh, something to explain everything. But uh, after, you know, studying for so many decades, I, I, I try to look at everything, you know, on a, on a case by case basis. I, I think, you know, some cases are certainly more legit than others. Not everything in, in the history of of ufos or cryptozoology or, or ghost hunting is true you know there there, there is a fair share to share of uh, bunk and hoaxing out there you know so we, we have to kind of look through things wade through things uh whittle down to you know the the truly anomalous and phenomenological cases and then kind of judge each of those on their own merits you know because there's different levels of credibility different levels of you know evidence to consider and uh even then you know there there's probably a variety of causative mechanisms at work you know it's probably not just one thing it's pro it's not going to be just extraterrestrials it's not going to be just interdimensional beings or secret government or you know uh things manifested by the the human mind it might be a, all of those it might be some of those and, and i think it's going to really depend on the case so i think um you know since 2017 we've got a, a lot of you know a whole group of new younger people interested in at least ufos and you know before that you know ghost hunting tv shows you know brought in a lot of people in into that subject you know monster hunting shows on, on tv also brought in new generations so we got you know new generations of people that are just getting into these topics and you know they're sort of on a learning curve having to learn all these different things and uh, i think eventually uh we will I think mature a little bit as as we you know we study these things and we will do like you said I think we'll we'll come up with different interpretations and different ideas and and work with what fits I think uh, there there's probably a lot of different mysteries with a lot of different explanations behind those mysteries and that makes it more fascinating and more more rich I think I, I don't it's not just one thing we're talking about right it's I really don't envy anybody who is just getting into this now. We've got to do our break now. We have Michael and Tim and Gene. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. No matter if supply lines are down, product deliveries are slow, and that most everything costs more these days, you still have neck and shoulder pain, right? Good news. Sunny Bay has new products that target neck and shoulder pain. Products that are in stock now, ready to ship anywhere now. Like our extra long neck heating pads. They provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs. You can heat them in a microwave oven and they come in a variety of colors and patterns. And for stress relief, get our lavender scented hands-free neck wraps. 
Or maybe you need one of our smaller, lower back wraps. Great for seniors. Again, there's no shipping delays from Sunny Bay. Find our new products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and sunny-bay.com. Just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. All our products are great for men or women, are reusable, and easy to clean. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. Order now because stock is high and shipping is fast from Sunny Bay. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. President Joe Biden told Arab leaders at a summit on Saturday that the U.S. would not walk away from the Middle East. He wrapped up a four-day trip in that part of the world without any explicit assurances that the Saudis would pump for more oil. Still, Saudi Foreign Affairs Minister Adele Al-Jabir told CBS News that more oil will not lower the price at the pump in the United States. High gasoline prices are really a function of many, many things. One is the fact that America has a shortage of refining capacity. No refinery has been built in decades. And so even if you bring more oil to the market, if it cannot be refined into gasoline, it will not lead to a drop of prices at the pump. The president met with the Saudi crown prince on Friday, making it clear that the killing of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi was, quote, vitally important to him and the U.S. U.S. This is USA Radio News. Two children are among the six people who died after a vehicle pileup from a Friday evening dust storm that caused blackout conditions on Interstate 90 near Hardin, Montana. Cheyenne Sheelers described what she saw to MTN News. We didn't know it was coming up. We had expected maybe like a semi had tipped over from the wind or something like that. Or And the first thing that we saw was a pickup that had been pulling a camper, and the camper looked like it had been ripped open like a can. Storms popped up in the central southern part of the state earlier in the day and began to move east slowly. Eight others were hurt in the wreckage. Officials say no other factors for the pileup have been found so far. If you or someone you know is suffering from a mental health crisis, dial 988. That's the new hotline which went live Saturday. The federal government is spending more than $280 million to help states create systems that will do more than connect callers with trained mental health counselors. You are listening to USA Radio News. Did you know that you could easily be saving up to 90% on your taxes by simply making a phone call? That's right. The Fortune 500, the globalists, all the big billionaires and millionaires, they know about the loopholes written into the law where most of them pay almost zero tax. In fact, many of them pay no tax. You even see it on the news. How are they able to do that? But the common person can't. So whether you're a school teacher, a lawyer, a scientist, a millionaire, a billionaire, or whether you're just a regular blue-collar worker, everybody should learn about the legal, lawful loopholes. And we've got an organization and a group that I am so proud to be working with, American Tax Solutions. GCN has a special deal with them to get you the best rates. Here's the most important part. They save you money and then get part of the savings. This is an absolute win-win solution. You've got to give them a call at 855-907-4841 or GCN Tax Cut. That's GCNTaxCut.com. The only way you miss out is not making the phone call. Make it now. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. As 
we continue, I want to just obviously throw out one thing here. I guess it's also convenient to think of whether there is a unified field theory in UFOs. The only thing is here, and I want to get more into your background in a moment, a lot of the current discussion began with the piece in the New York Times about a Pentagon UFO study in late 2017. But they're living in a world where UFOs started in 2004, and the entire history, all those years, tens and tens of thousands of sightings do not exist. I know. <laughs> and it's kind of frustrating, isn't it? You know, and you don't want to sound like that old boomer. It's like you kids need to, you know, read and study and all that. You know, I, I try to use social media and and, and Tim, Tim knows this. You know, I, I share everyday old images and articles and recommend books and and you know because whatever opinions you're going to have you know there's there's going to be believers there's going to be skeptics there's going to be a whole range of of belief systems and interpretations there's some fundamental stuff that you have to know you know you have to know the history of the subject you have to know you know the major figures the movements you have to know what blue book is you have to know some of the major cases and and you have to recognize that a military encounter in 2004 is not a new thing <laughs> you know pilots claiming to have seen something is not a new thing it goes all the way back and throughout the entire history of the subject all the way back to you know mantel and gorman and you know, to the very beginnings. Everybody likes to consider themselves a UAP person now as opposed to, you know, UFOs or so passe, you know. Anything that's interesting and factual. But then we have, yeah. you know, new UFO gurus. I don't know if Luis Elizondo is a UFO guru because he worked for a time in some position or other with one of the Pentagon studies, but I don't know that he ever knew much about UFOs before he got that job. Some people are skeptical of Nick Pope, who's also a frequent visitor on some of the cable news channels, and saying, well, when he was working with the Ministry of Defense in the UK, he was basically just the receptionist. He passed on the calls. And that was his entire job, but he, is, of course, is now the, considered the world's greatest UFO expert by some. You know, to Nick's credit, I mean... You know, if he did just man a desk, uh, between now and then, he has gained a considerable amount of knowledge on the subject. You know, I've, I've talked to him quite a few times, and he knows the topic. You know, so I, I think, you know, his opinions are, are, are valuable. You know, the, the idea that, you know, these government people somehow know more about the subject than others, I, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I've met Lou Elizondo as well. He's a nice guy. He's an interesting person. He has his following because, you know, there are disclosure activists that feel that now's the time, you know, that the government has the answers and putting pressure on the government is the way to go about finding the solution, which, you know, I, I try to point out that's not necessarily the case. You know, science isn't done by government decree, and you, you have to kind of be leery of you know, when you get intelligence officers involved into the subject, because the history of, of UFOs is filled with all kinds of manipulative stuff, right, from the intelligence community. I mean, we've got 75 years of it. Uh, you know, when I met Lou, I told him, I, 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 you know, I said, you got an uphill battle, man, because you're an intelligence guy. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, and I encouraged him. I said, you know, the, the, what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to promote investigation and science and all that sort of stuff, you know, and not go the, the TV exploitation, you know, uh, talk circuit route, you know. Did he listen? I don't know. It's, it's uh, he's talked about, you know, promoting science and all that, but uh, I, he doesn't know what Hestelin was, you know, or is. And that's sort of problematic, you know, if you don't know some of the basic stuff. And he has flat out said that, you know, I, I deliberately did not learn UFO history because he didn't want to be, you know, influenced by it. And it's like, well, you, you sort of, if you're an advocate for a subject, you know, it doesn't mean you have to believe everything, you know, but knowing the subject, knowing the, you know, the, the, the good arguments, the bad arguments, uh, you know, knowing the subject, knowing the research programs while you're trying to promote research programs, I think is, is a benefit. And that's why I tell a lot of uh, younger researchers, you know, of course I'm, you know, I'm old guard, old guy, you know, telling me, you know, they, they call me a boomer, even though I'm Gen X, you know, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the millennial generation, the Gen Z, they sort of want to be dismissive of, I think, uh, having to learn the history because they want to rewrite a new history. But uh, you need to know it. And uh, whether you're Lou Elizondo or, you know, just some kid that, you know, watched the, the latest episode of Skinwalker Ranch, you can't just buy into all that. You have to. You have to study. Ufology is a multidisciplinary field of study, and I, I think it's worthy of a degree, just as much as any other specific, you know, area of study, because there is a literature. There are figures, movements. There's cultural influences, political influences. We can we can certainly devise uh, a a legitimate uh, field of study uh, uh, for ufology. It's it's also you know sociological. You know there's uh, subcultures uh, within it, uh, and it's also a a program of investigation into aerial anomalies and uh you know so it, it's multifaceted and uh I, I i encourage people uh to read as much as they can study as much as they can watch as many documentaries as they can the good the bad the ugly the skeptical the believer read it all you know study it all and uh also study sciences you know study photography and meteorology and 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 all the associative stuff that goes along with it, because, you know, that's how we're going to uh, promote the field. Uh, disclosure activism will, you know, might get some things, uh, uh, you know, out of some government files, but uh, I don't know that the government has the answers. Uh, some people, you know, have totally bought into the whole conspiracy thing, you know, the whole Area 51 narrative, the Roswell narrative as, as being you know that that cultural uh those cultural stories as being legit and you know they sort of look at it from that that point of view so i don't know it's a mess <laughs> well yeah i think a lot of people who have just kind of you know jumped on to the 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 
UAP, uh, I'll stick with UFO, thank you, <laughs> bandwagon, is that they think that they fall into that trap that the government or the military knows everything that they're keeping and they're keeping it secret from us. And if we could just get them to admit what, you know, what is actually going on, then all the secrets will become spilling out and we'll know everything. And when I hear somebody say that, you know, I just have to roll my eyes and, uh, and like, yeah, this is why you need to learn your history on the subject. Yeah. And, and, and there is this, you know, fantasy notion within, you know, disclosures minds that, you know, the president will come out, they'll open the doors to area 51. They'll show, you know, the frozen bodies and the flying saucers, and, and there, will, there will be a vindication, right? Uh, that's sort of the notion. Or there'll be a, an undeniable event, right? Like aliens will come down and the government will have to admit it. But, uh, you know, I, I point out that if, if you look at the entire history of the UFO subject, those cases throughout the history that have have not been solved they even if aliens come down or the uh, the government opened up their files it doesn't necessarily solve any of those cases at all right let's do our break here michael gene and tim you're in the pericast thank you for listening to gcn visit gcnlive.com today Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. I'm about to give you a life-changing URL that if you will simply visit it and give these tax consultants a call, it will change your life. Whether you're a blue-collar worker or whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a scientist or whether you're a millionaire, almost no one out there is taking advantage of legal, lawful tax loopholes. Go to GCNTaxCut.com. It takes you right to American Tax Solutions, and they will give you an amazing preview of what they can do for you. GCNTaxCut.com. GCNTaxCut.com. 
you don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill M.D. discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com, or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Maybe it will never be solved. Who knows? I want to ask you about some of the what about your early history, Michael. So you got started in this thing in the 70s as a mere lad. Mm-hmm. What attracted you? Experience or reading or what? Well, my mother was uh, one of those uh, ladies back in the 70s that got all of the tabloids every week at the grocery store, you know? all of the, uh, you know, the National Enquirers and the Globes and the Examiners. And, of course, uh, when she was done with those, she handed them off to me. And, you know, I I marveled at, you know, alien tales and Bigfoot stories and and ghosts and and all that. And, of course, on TV, like I said, In Search Of was on and Project uh, UFO and uh, uh, movies like The Exorcist were out and Star Wars came out, of course, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And uh, yeah, it was sort of everywhere within the culture. Uh, but it, yeah, it started with my mom and those magazines. And she also started getting me uh, magazines like uh, UFO Report, Official UFO, you know, all the, uh, the, the great pulp magazines from the 70s. And uh, I, I just consume that stuff, you know. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of those 
anymore because I basically, when I was a kid, I would just cut them up <laughs> and create my own little filing systems of, you know, pictures and articles. Uh, so I basically just cut up all the magazines and everything and, and had my own filing system. But also, uh, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. So, you know, uh, I, I would go to different schools and I was always the, you know, the, the new kid. And no matter where I went in a new school, within the library, I, I knew where all of the uh, UFO books were because it's like Dewey Decimal point zero zero one. You know, it's the first thing you, that you come across, you know, is the UFO and, the, and paranormal stuff. And uh, I pretty much started consuming like Daniel Cohen books. And uh, you just worked my way up and started reading the Heineck and and uh, the valet, even even when I was a kid, you know, all the people that I saw in my magazines, you know, I would read all their uh, their things. And I started collecting books and getting books. And uh, in the late 70s, I was really into it. You know, I, I would get like uh, books and, and recite them into uh, a tape recorder. And recite cases into a tape recorder. It was like 78, 79. And uh, I, that was a, a way for me to, you know, learn cases. And, uh, you know, I had pictures on my wall, of course, you know, of Travis Walton <laughs> and uh, uh, Betty and Barney Hill and, and all that, you know, back when I was eight or nine. And uh, so I was really into it. And then I, and then I started uh, writing uh, to organizations to to see if I could take it the next step. And, uh, uh, of course, I was too young to be any kind of legitimate uh, field investigator. But uh, after harassing uh, the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization enough, they, they let me become an associate and sent me a card, and, and I would get all the, the, the APRO bulletins and uh, order – Every single one of the uh, symposium papers that they sold, you know. So I, I, I was hooked since, at that time and pretty much since then. And, uh, you know, after APRO folded, I, uh, you know, would join MUFON and, uh, you know, and I uh, got everything from, uh, you know, my filing system got ginormous. Uh, I love that term, ginormous. By the way, you must have been real lucky with APRO because Carl Lorenzen, the head of APRO, hated me. Oh, really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I interacted with her specifically, but uh, I, I think it was like John Timmerman or whatever let me in. But uh, yeah, I, I just I just liked APRO, you know? I, I never really interacted with them. I, 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 I think they they ended up uh, passing away in like the the mid eighties, right? So uh, yeah, I never got to interact with with any of them. Uh, but yeah, I, I I thought it was a great organization. Mufon, uh, you know, filled up uh, the the spot later. Um, and uh, when I uh, uh, went to uh, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and when I uh, went to college, I decided to go to Southeast Missouri State University and that in Cape Girardeau, where I'm at. I live in Cape Girardeau. I, I pretty much moved down here uh, in the early 90s uh, to go to school. And, uh, yeah, one of the things that, that brought me down here was uh, uh, Dr. Harley Rutledge uh, being one of the professors. Uh, 
great astronomer, uh, a great UFO researcher, pioneer. He did the uh, project identification uh, uh, study, which uh, was really the first uh, university field study of its kind, you know, started back in the 70s. Uh, so, yeah, I came down here. I studied uh, philosophy of science, and my focus was on uh, pseudoscience demarcation. So uh, I, I picked a, a major that was actually relative, related to uh, to UFOs and the paranormal. You know, what constitutes legitimate science? What constitutes, you know, correct methodology? What demarcates uh, science, uh, you know, from pseudoscience? How, how can we... Uh, justify claims uh through evidence uh what does it mean to have a paradigm shift you know so i i immersed myself in that and since then i've uh, you know incorporated what i've learned with that into my discussions uh about ufos and bigfoot and cryptozoology you know to try to uh, reform the fields you know to 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 to, to promote proof and uh you know good regimen good regimens of, of scientific inquiry i think uh, you know that that's how we go about uh, changing paradigms it's kind of unfortunate that people regard in some extent ufos as primarily entertainment but i want to ask you a quick question before we go on with this that is do you have a day job well, uh, I've done quite a few different things uh, over the years. I've uh, worked in politics. I owned a video store. Uh, I was a professional chef. <laughs> you know, when you, when you study philosophy, usually that's you end up doing something else. But uh, yeah, in the, in the uh, probably about seven or eight years ago, I decided to uh, uh, you know when I got married and, and we had kids, I I decided that I wanted to do some of the things that that I longed to do when I was a kid, which was travel and uh, visit some of these these locations where, you know, famous UFO events or Bigfoot encounters took place or, you know, some of these haunted houses. So I started uh, a, a project, a, a GPS positioning project, uh, and it's still going on to this day, of, of locating precisely you know where ufos were seen or you know where haunted houses or where some sort of cryptid uh, uh has appeared and and i use this as a as a great tool to learn cases you know if if you can research a case down at the square foot and know where somebody was standing and where an object supposedly had landed i think you know that's an adequate demonstration that you know, you've researched it uh, pretty thoroughly, and I have done that. I've done that with uh, upwards of 7,000 locations now and uh, down, you know, to the square foot, uh, deep research. Uh, and then I took it uh, upon myself, uh, along with my family, uh, to uh, start visiting uh, some of these places to document uh because i you know you hear a lot about these different cases and these different you know strange locations you know but there's not really 
you know, much out there as far as, you know, GPS positions or, or even photographs, you know, where you can kind of see what the environment is. So uh, uh, we started traveling uh, so that I could visit these locations and document them and write about them. And I've uh, documented multiple hundreds of locations, probably close to a thousand out of that, uh, out of the, the my research. And uh, yeah, I've shared the bulk of it on social media. I, I, all of this initially was, you know, was going to go into, you know, like a single book project. Hey, let's figure more of this out in the next segment. Okay. Michael Huntington, Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, you're in. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're journeying through Michael Huntington's path as a paranormal investigator. Michael, before we go on with more of that, you have a wife, you've got a family. How do they treat this? They look at you and say, oh, Daddy's just a crazy person. Ignore him, or do they work with you, or somewhere in the middle? Yeah, my wife knows that I was, you know, always strange and in, in, into these sort of topics. And uh, uh, when we started making our trips, they were always part of, you know, a regular vacations because, you know, m- no matter where you go, you're going to find 
between point A and point B, you're going to find some strange spots to, to stop off and visit. So, you know, it was always uh, a part of our regular vacation trips. As long as uh, uh, there was a park to play in and the hotel had swimming pools, you know, uh, that's uh, that's pretty much all my family uh, w- was worried about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I my my boys and my wife have probably been to more, you know, anomalous uh, locales than uh, than a lot of researchers. Uh, my kids uh, uh, grew up, uh, you know looking for the Mothman in the TNT area, you know, or hanging around Kelly Hopkinsville area, you know, hanging out there in Kelly, you know, uh, where the uh, alien, the goblins supposedly came down. You know, it's just always been part of their lives since they were little. You know, we go to UFO conferences, we go to cryptid conferences, we go to ghost conferences, uh, we take regular trips and then, you know, I'll, check my map and, and we'll stop along the places. I, I, I don't tend to bring my boys to like, you know, out in the middle of fields at night, you know, or, you know, murder spots. I, I, I tend to not bring them out to there, but uh, my wife's been supportive of it, you know, cause it's definitely interesting. It's off the beaten path. We get to see a lot of interesting things. And my, my wife's a, a early childhood education teacher she she teaches preschool so we've taken these opportunities to get the boys to engage their critical thinking to speculate and postulate on you know what certain things may be you know like the the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot or whatever and and my boys tend to be really uh, skeptical you know they'll they'll look at uh, videos online you know the clickbait type stuff and they'll they'll just flat out tell you oh that's fake you know, or that's uh, CGI. Unfortunately, Michael, they're probably right with a lot of them. <laughs> that's the nature of the beast, you know. A, a lot of the stuff that we look at, you know, even if it's not, you know, say a true sort of thing, I still like to visit and I still like to document because it's part of, you know, the subculture. It's part of urban legends. It's part of history and folklore for a lot of these small towns. And uh, regardless of the cause, whether it's it's just a tall tale or it's uh, something legitimately anomalous, I think it's worthy of, of documenting and preserving. But it's also, you know, worthy of, you know, gathering the data in order to determine, you know, actual phenomenological locations to where hopefully one day science, you know, can can engage in long term study, you know, once we figure out what these locations are. Yeah. Uh, throughout the, the history, you know, especially of UFOs, you know, most of what's seen is is, you know, is, is mundane. They have prosaic explanations, a, a, a skeptical will agree with this a a believer will agree that 90 percent you know is, is probably uh something that is it's something that's explainable right but there, there's still a percentage that's interesting and unknown most of the stuff that we see out there especially you know in social media world it, it's bunk well of course the problem is is that a lot of these people will put up something on youtube to get clicks and get money. Now, we tried, by the way, to put the PowerCast episodes, the full episodes, of course, with the ads, because we have a subscription version without the ads. We put the full version of the show on YouTube. So we had a YouTube channel for the PowerCast. Every episode from 2010 to about 2019 or 20 was uploaded. 
hours, hours uploading. And then YouTube and its infinite wisdom, the folks at Google decided that we no longer can monetize it. I think part of it is the fact that they're just getting the show. That show is available as a podcast. It's available from our network. So therefore, I guess because we're not original material, they would not let us monetize it. Or not. I don't know. You write them and you're talking to a brick wall. Okay, I'm glad that really excited everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's sort of a double-edged sword. You know, I mean, people create content. And, and, and if you're creating valuable content, you, you, you want to be rewarded for it, you know, uh, especially if it's informative and uh and, and people enjoy it, but uh, yeah, there's such a money making sort of uh, 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 thing out there, you know, it, where it, people are focused on the clickbait and they're they're focused on just getting the you know the, the the hits and the money, and they're willing to do sensational things and they're willing to hoax and they're willing to uh, promote stuff that is uh, ultimately delegitimizing and. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, the term debunker has sort of become like a, a dirty word now uh, amongst, uh, uh, you know, UFO researchers. It, it, it's an insult, you know, oh, you're a debunker, you know. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you have to debunk, you know, if it's if it's ho a hoax, if it's fake, if it's uh easily recognized as being prosaic i think we have to honestly point that out uh regardless of whatever your your uh your beliefs are uh you know we have to look at each piece of evidence and and determine you know it's it's merit and uh um uh, some stuff uh, can be called out i think and it's not a a bad thing it's uh it's it's trying to find the truth and uh i have no problem calling out something if you know if i know it's a chinese lantern i'm gonna tell you it's a chinese lantern i'm sorry if you don't like that interpretation you know and um but since a lot of that stuff out there you know 90 percent or more of of the stuff out there is is baloney we need to call out the baloney and uh you know and not have like a reverse stigma, you know, to where people with different ideas are, 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 are lambasted or, or what, or whatnot. We, we, we need to be honest in our, in our interpretations, I think. I have no problem with uh, uh, debunkers as long as they are legitimately trying to uh, look for the answer. You know, what, what I have a problem with is somebody, say, like Philip Klaus, who will just come up with the most outrageous explanations for something without even considering what actually happened. Absolutely. And, and it, it comes down to, you know, whether or not you're fair, right? I think there is fair debunking and there's not fair debunking. You know, there there's and, – and I, I – I devised a term called pro bunker, where there are people that are going to maintain the phenomenological state of a piece of evidence, no matter how obvious the interpretation towards the prosaic is. Somebody's always going to say, you know, that's not a Chinese lantern, you know. Uh, and likewise, there are debunkers who are 
always got to try to find an explanation, no matter how elaborate, because they don't want to recognize the phenomenological state of a piece of evidence. Um, I, I don't believe in debunking or probunking. I think, uh, you know, we, we need to look at each piece of evidence and, and just weigh the different interpretations. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's just everybody's wrapped up in, 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 a cause now, you know, it's <laughs> everything is about the cause, you know, and whether or not it appears bad for the disclosure cause, you know, Mick West gets lambasted almost like he's a new Phil class. We had Mick on the PowerCast. He seemed like a personable gentleman, although it's fairly obvious he has an agenda. And that agenda is, regardless of facts, to find prosaic explanations for UFO cases. Tim, Michael, Gene, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish. GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamgaday.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. teamgaday.com. teamgaday.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You see, the difference between Phil Class, and I met him thousands of years ago, and a guy like Mick West, Class was more doctrinaire about what he did and also, as an individual, I hated him. I know Jim Mosley was friendly with him. Mick West, we had on the Paracast, and he was perfectly friendly. We didn't agree with him or anything. I want to bring up another thing, Michael, since we're mentioning cases that are real or not, legends that are real or not. What's your take since we just came to that anniversary not too many days ago? Roswell. I'm going to be honest and say, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, there, there, there have been times in my life, you know, when I was younger and, uh, you know, when I first heard the tales, you know, going all the way back to like, uh, the In Search Of show where Roswell was, you know, introduced into the, uh, culture, uh, it, it fascinated me and it, it, it made sense that if there are a significant number of sightings that, uh, perhaps some of them would result in, Maybe an object going down. Let me just throw this out before you go on. Okay. Roswell occurred roughly July 7th, 1947. Seven years earlier, Richard Starkey, Ringo Starr was born. So Roswell occurred on Ringo's birthday. Is Ringo an E.T.? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's quite possible. Yeah, I love Ringo. <laughs> He's uh, he's one of my favorites. He's probably my favorite Beatle, just because uh, I don't know. I, I I watched him in Caveman when I was a kid, and and uh, Barbara Bach I thought was a good catch for him. But I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my wife's a big Beatles fan. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Beatles Get Back that six hour documentary or eight hours or a million hours or whatever it was? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, big Beatle fans. Well, my wife and I spent time in the recording studio, so we savored every bit. But you notice something interesting there. Every day, Ringo arrives on time. <laughs> it's true. I mean, his, his work ethic was terrific. Roswell, nothing to do with Ringo, doesn't involve drums, Ludwig drums or any other brand. Roswell, alleged crash, it's a legend. Roswell, New Mexico turned itself into kind of sort of a tourist attraction. What's going on there, if anything? Oh, well, I mean, it's uh, you know, the UFO crash archetype is, uh, you know, it, it's very recognizable now. You know, uh, coming from, you know, the work of, uh, you know, like Leonard Stringfield and, and, and people like that. Uh, I think all of these crashes sort of, you know, follow the same template that flying saucer crash, the, you know, there were some bodies, maybe one of them was still alive. The local authorities come and then the military comes in, spurs everybody's secrecy, threatens them, takes the stuff away to, Hey, you're 18 at Wright-Patterson or, you know, Area 51 or whatnot. Uh, Cape Girardeau, where I'm at, has its own uh, UFO crash tale that follows that same template. Our story took place in 1941 prior to Roswell, but it's pretty much the same sort of, of story. In, in the Roswell case, like in the uh, Cape Girardeau case, I think there was probably some sort of event some something crashed that was either you know extraterrestrial or something more uh, prosaic you know something man-made and you know it's been misinterpreted or, or changed uh, you know over the retellings over the decades and has become urban legend ultimately i think we we probably won't know unless we have some sort of you know relevatory event from the government, you know, if there is such a, a cover-up of, of these sort of things. Until then, it, it remains part of the of the culture, and uh, we haven't really exploited it too much. We are having a conference here in August, uh, 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 a paranormal conference, uh, the Midwest Conference on the Unknown, and we will be doing some tours out to uh, the alleged uh, crash site. But that's uh, it's you know it's it's not devised to get money. But it's you know it's to educate people. And uh, but Roswell, yeah, Roswell, you know, is known for its crash. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, some of these communities can benefit from uh, using their their stories uh, to benefit their communities. Like uh, the the Kelly community over there uh, has their Kelly Little Green Mendays. And uh, all the proceeds go to, you know, like the local fire department. So when, it, when it's things like that, I'm, I'm totally, you know, supportive of taking advantage and, and you know, letting tourists come in and, and, and help the community out. You know, small towns have a lot of difficulty raising money, yeah. especially nowadays when society is so messed up and everything. So there's no problem with that. Sicaro, New Mexico, hasn't really done that much to monetize their case. But, no. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they did it, but it is such a different thing. The problem is, of course, is separating the culture and the profiteering and the 7,000th Roswell book, and I think Kevin D. Randall has another one coming out, or just came out. 
So it just never ends. Is there a solid bit of evidence anywhere that Roswell represented more than something conventional? Uh, I, I mean, there's there's uh, people that have, uh, you know, supposedly there's there's metamaterials, you know, there's physical evidence. Certainly something happened, you know, it was it was in the paper and there's a lot of witnesses to that. But uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's it's open to interpretation. It, it's open to which person we want to believe who has credibility. And um, I don't know. Uh, do you believe the government uh, report from the mid '90s, or do you believe, uh, you know, Jesse Marcel's uh, account? Uh, right, but the other problem with Roswell is a lot of people jumped in there and wanted to become part of the action. That's something that Kevin Randall realized when he did his book Roswell. Roswell in the 21st century, where, well. He tried to correct some of the misstatements, pointed out where evidence, for example, that bodies were recovered in Roswell didn't really hold up to further scrutiny. He thinks something weird happened, but he doesn't know what it was. It certainly wasn't a mogul balloon. And it wasn't crash test dummies that weren't even used till some years later. Oh, crash test dummies that went back through time. Yeah, and and uh, uh, even more theorizing, you know, has come about. You know that uh, uh, that the government used, uh, I don't know, children or captured soldiers. You know, there, there's every year there's 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 more theorizing. You know, subjective uh, speculation. Uh, let's let, let's let's suggestively or let's yeah. speculate here. Let's do our speculation. And split for a second here, or two or three, with Michael, Tim, and Gene. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. President Biden has pledged American support to the Middle East region before he started to head back to Washington. Following a four-day trip to Saudi Arabia, the president met individually with the leaders of Iraq, Egypt, 
United Arab Emirates and Jordan, but it was his meeting with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman on Friday that is still being talked about. I raised it at the top of the meeting, making it clear what I thought of it at the time and what I think of it now. And it was exactly, I was straightforward and direct in discussing it. I made my view crystal clear. The president said he made it clear that he thought the prince was responsible for the murder of Washington Post writer Jamal Khashoggi. The prince has denied any role in the killing. Biden also asked the Saudis to pump more oil to lower gas prices. But the Saudis say that America doesn't just need more oil. They need more refineries as well. This is USA Radio News. The House Select Committee looking into the January 6th insurrection has issued a subpoena to the Secret Service Friday. That's following a government watchdog accusing the agency of erasing text messages from January 5th and 6th last year after the watchdog's office requested them. The text messages could provide insight into what the agency did that day, as well as the actions of now former President Trump. The agency said the messages were replaced as part of a long-planned device replacement program. Crews south of France continue to fight wildfires that have consumed more than 22,000 acres. More than 1,200 firefighters have been deployed, though wildfires are among dozens across Europe that are driven by a heat wave. The National Weather Forecaster in France is predicting temps of at least 1 to 4 degrees Fahrenheit to the country's Atlantic coast in the early part of next week. It was another bad week for Wall Street at the close on Friday, though big companies reported solid earnings. You're listening to USA Radio News. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Leader Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The thing that bothers me about Roswell is the fact that if we really, in 1947, got a hold of a real spaceship, an advanced aircraft from out there, how, if any way, has it influenced anything? Do they still have it? Do they send it out to private industry? And no, Philip Corso didn't have the technology for night vision goggles to hand to private industry because it was discovered by the Nazis years earlier. Right. Yeah, those are great questions. And uh, anybody that, you know, uh, studies technological development, we, we know that, yes, infrared night vision was was developed by the Nazis, you know, uh, in 
the German army in World War II and uh, lasers and uh, uh, fiber optics, you know, and you, you can trace back the development of that. And it it didn't like automatically magically appear. You know, there was uh, there were scientists developed this stuff and they should get credit for those developments. You know, yeah, if there is a craft, uh, you know, where's the craft? I think if the government rolled out a craft, that would sort of, you know, end the speculation. Well, not entirely because, you know, we live in a, you know, a hyper conspiracy age now where even if you did come out uh, and reveal things, people are going to think it's a false flag or, you know, some sort of manipulative thing. So I, I don't even think we can have a disclosure, you know, uh, as, as people envision it. But I, I think if there is legitimate extraterrestrial to terrestrial, whatever otherworldly technology, uh, I, I think uh, if it's put in mainstream science, the hands of mainstream science, I think uh, they can figure out pretty quickly that it is from somewhere else. And there's been hints of that. There's been scientists that have that worked on, you know, uh, some of these uh, uh, projects uh, that have claimed uh, that they have worked on that type of material, but it, it it always comes down to stories and anecdote, nothing really legitimate, you know. But that, of course, is the entire picture of the UFO field. Exactly. Exactly. We have years of it. It doesn't mean there isn't anything real there, but it's always one step ahead of us. Yep. I don't mean one step beyond like the TV show or maybe that too. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's the big thing. And, uh, you know, that's why we have like uh, 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 ultra dimensional theories now, uh, you know, where there's intelligences that can, you know, alter physics and perception uh, because we have issues relative to like incommensurability, you know, uh, UFOs, and ghosts and Bigfoot uh, all have this same problem within science of not staying in one spot to where we can study it. You know, it's 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 a moving sort of thing, and it's it's hard to study uh, when you can't study something. <laughs> you know, um, so. Uh, you know, that's called incommensurability. How do you study something that is transient? How do you study something that can't be studied or won't let you study it? You know, which is uh, sort of how UFOs have been anthropomorphized now. A lot of younger people called, don't even call UFOs UFOs or, or UAP even. They call it the phenomenon. And they imbue it with all these different attributes, almost like it's a deity. And they speak to it, speak of it as if it's a singular, you know, like the phenomena won't let the people at Skinwalker study it, you know. And it's almost like a pseudo-religious sort of thing. All of that extends from, uh, from incommensurability, problems relative to not being able to study something. That brings up the notion that it won't let you study it. That's why you can't study it. That is, though, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And, and uh, it, it's sort of a biased interpretation, you know. And, and even if you do have, you know, problems of studying something, you know, if it's transient, it, it's not a barrier to where you just 
okay, we have to accept it because it can't be studied. You know, you don't surrender your methodology. What you do is you devise a better methodology. You know, you, you, it, it, incommensurability is not an obstacle. It's not a barrier. It's just something in the way that you have to move around. And I, and I think the best way to study something like UFOs or Bigfoot or ghosts is to localize it. You know, and engage in long-term uh, study, and uh, that's what we need. And and we really haven't had that. You know, places like Hestelin and and Project Identification have done, and you know, in Yakima, there there have been long-term studies of of anomalous uh, locations. Marley Woods uh, near me um, is another spot where supposedly anomalous things occur. Uh, that's going to be your best bet, I think, for uh, working around the incommensurability issues and, and trying to get some real science. Uh, but the problem is, like you were saying, uh, you know, everything's entertainment oriented now. And so everything has to be, you know, run by TV programs. And there's always going to be the sensational aspect to it that is going to delegitimize your your programmatic science. And I think places like Skinwalker are starting to see that, you know, even if they engage in legitimate science, when they do certain experiments that are denotive of, of pseudoscience, that sort of delegitimizes the rest of the, the programmatic effort, you know? Uh, so it's uh, because that's really what we're trying to do is get mainstream science interested in these these areas. It's not a matter of having a TV show going on the news and trying to convince the public because, you know, scientific paradigm shifts aren't by popular vote. They come about through consensus science within the mainstream. That's how you do it. So science, UFOs and, and cryptozoology and, and, and paranormal are going to have to start gearing their persuasions towards establishment science because those are the ones that you have to to influence and the way they're going to be influenced is through proof through evidence through programmatic uh methodology and um you know i encourage that and uh and i think groups like mufon and uh, scu and 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 other uh, groups out there need to promote scientific field projects instead of just doing entertainment and TV shows all the time. Well, MUFON bothers the heck out of me because they've gone very heavy into promoting. We're being evangelists for a message. We're being visited by ET. Let's put these conferences together and get all sorts of wacky people on there because they fill seats. And I have problems with MUFON doing that. Of course, I'm not discussing the problems with leadership and the issues there. I'm talking specifically about getting something done. Right. And, and I think, uh, you know, I, I, I'm also a UFO reformer and, and I and I, you know, critique aspects of, of the, the UFO research field. Uh, one of my critiques is the heavy entertainment aspect and the celebrity culture, uh, you know, that has come about from corporate entertainment, you know, and uh, at the expense, I think, of science and, and at the expense of trying to legitimize the field. 
Well, you understand here when a TV production company is there to produce a show, a paranormal reality show. Number one, it's a one-hour show, so you have roughly 42 and a half minutes to find the ghost. You then have to get enough of an audience so advertisers will advertise, and not just advertise, pay the money to advertise so that you can pay the talent and give the producers a big cut of the piece and rip off the people who aren't smart enough to have good lawyers. That's show business for you. Michael, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you prepared for more severe food shortages? It's likely that over the next year, serious food shortages will plague us. American farmers are dealing with insane diesel fuel prices and fertilizer shortages, which will lower crop yields. And that means your family's favorite foods will soon be in short supply while fetching sky-high prices. Inflation is the new normal, folks. It's time to act before things get even worse. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com without delay. You'll find ready-hour emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply that last up to 25 years in storage. Each kit provides over 2,000 calories a day to keep your energy up. Order your emergency food kits today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your food ships fast and arrives in unmarked boxes. Listen, there are ways to beat food shortages. When you're ready for real preparedness, make sure to look for ready-hour foods from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Amazon customer, five stars. Honestly, this stuff works. Nick, easy to take capsules. For those who can't handle the liquid drops, easy to take Extendivite capsules do the same job. Karoka Fam, works great. Like Extendivite very much. Seems to work as advertised. Thanks. Arlene, five stars. Love this product, Extendivite. Terry W., five stars. Can't say enough. Great product. Freya, five stars. I just ordered another. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E.com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. millions of dollars on public relations and TV shows and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, where are the scientific uh, field programs, you know, where is the publishing of scientific papers in peer reviewed journals? Where are the investments in, uh, you know, cameras and uh, the scientific arrays, you know, for the field, <laughs> you know, that's the sort of stuff that you know, I, I would not want to dump any of the entertainment stuff because I consume it. I I consume everything. I, I always have. And I love the entertainment stuff. But, you know, I think we need a little bit of a balance. I think there uh, there is way too much ufotainment within ufology now uh and by that i mean uh, people that are trying to be celebrities people that are trying to raise their cachet and their marketability their value on the lecture circuit which is very profitable uh, uh corporate uh uh you know entertainment has come in and influenced things like you know the investigation of skinwalker ranch and and has created these uh these celebrities, you know, these uh, UFO celebrities that are that are going to be speaking to Congress on behalf of the field, you know. Um, so I think all of these things are a concern, especially if there's sensational narratives that are being pushed simply for the fact that it sells better and it's more entertaining. When it comes to Skinwalker Ranch, we've had some people on the show such as Erica Lukes, don't know if you know her, do. who do not at all believe in Skinwalker Ranch. What I did notice when I was looking at over the other day, looking over the situation, is that Robert Bigelow sold Skinwalker Ranch and the new owners were working on setting up kind of a resort kind of attraction. Well, uh, 
as somebody who you know uh, travels around to phenomenological locations, I think that uh, Skinwalker has a history of being that. I think it's an interesting location worthy of, of study. Uh, I think the latest iteration, you know, via, you know, a TV show, a Prometheus TV show, you know, the same people that do ancient aliens, um, I think it is probably delegitimizing. And, and I'm friends with Brandon Fugel, the owner. Uh, I will probably be visiting there uh, uh, later on, maybe in August, the end of August or so. Uh, and it's an interesting place. And there are places that are, I think, phenomenological. Marley Woods is someplace that is very similar. You know, it's, it's here in Missouri. It's called the Skinwalker Ranch of Missouri. Same sort of stuff, you know, a variety of phenomena. Uh, uh, Ted Phillips, who is uh, the the great uh, uh, trace case investigator, you know, a protege of Dr. Heineck, did a, uh, a multi-year study there uh, do and documented all kinds of weird and unusual, really weird stuff, uh, you know, from cryptids uh, to portals to creatures to mutilations of all different kinds. And I've been there and and uh, have gotten a few interesting things on, on my cameras as well. So those places exist. But, you know, when, when you get TV involved, I, I think it is, it, it does move towards the sensational because, you know, they need to cut away to a commercial and they want to follow that cliffhanger formula, you know. But, you know, with Skinwalker, you know, we have the issue with Dr. Travis Taylor, who's their, their head scientist on there. It turns out he was also uh, uh, the head scientist for the, the UAP task force recently that was uh, uh, created by the Congress. And, uh, you know, there, there's questions that have been raised about his involvement, whether or not the uh, the task force uh, was actually engaging in science, because people have been critical of Dr. Taylor's interpretations and the fact that he has been on shows like Ancient Aliens. And and I think these things, you know, are kind of delegitimizing, uh, unfortunately. And uh, I, I think it should be avoided. I try to encourage people not to go. There are people that want to be celebrities. They want to be celebrity UFO people and ghost hunters, and, and they want to live that lifestyle, you know, where they, they – travel around and they go to all these conferences and there's definitely a social component like i said uh before you know within these subcultures and people just want to have that but uh, it can be legitimate delegitimizing depending on on the project that that you choose and i think we need to be more careful with uh, with what we choose the thing I've seen over thousands of years of following this subject where it seems it only seems like thousands of years is that it is really very difficult to make a lot of money from UFOs. You can get paid for a lecture. You could possibly do a reality show and they'll give you some kind of tiny check. The producers always make all the money. But if you write a UFO book, and I talk the money over with people like Nick Redfern, who's written many books about UFOs and the paranormal, and the money isn't there. I mean, I can tell you, there was this book that we waited for for many years, shockingly close to the truth, from yeah. Jim Mosley and Carl Flock, okay, written in the early 2000s. They had an agent arrange this deal, okay? The total 
advance was $4,000. This contains years of Jim's work and was a pretty straight-ahead book. I enjoyed it, not just because my name was mentioned a few times. I really liked the book. All these years to get that book out, worse, the book didn't earn out. Earn out, by the way, in publishing lexicon means it earns out more than the advance they give you, so you get royalties. I didn't do that. In fact, at the end of the day, they had books to publisher that they wanted to sell to Jim at a discount so he could sell the books. And, of course, he said, no. But, but that's, that, to me, is an example. Most UFO books, however good, don't make a lot of money. Some do, and bless them. Yeah, and, and, and that's why, uh, you know, like the, the, the conference circuit has become uh, so dominant because that's how you can take your authorship cachet, your select TV celebrity cachet, and, and profit from it. Uh, there are, it's not true for everybody. But like you said, most people, most researchers, you know, that maybe have written one book or appeared on a, a documentary or a show or whatever, uh, they're not making hardly anything at all. You know, they might get, uh, you know, a, a ticket in a hotel to go to some of these conferences and they'll, they'll have a table and they'll be able to sell some of their wares. Uh, but uh, uh, you really have to get up to that higher level, you know, like Nick Pope or Richard Dolan or whatever. Uh, to where you have constant bookings, right? You can make some uh, some money, I think, if you are appearing on TV regularly because you're going to make you know a few hundred or a thousand here or there, you know, for different appearances, conferences. You know, you, you can make a, a few thousand for an appearance and then you know, sell some books. Maybe make a few uh, thousand more on top of that if you're lucky, or a few hundred. It sort of depends on 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 the. Uh, the venue, but uh, it, it's more of a lifestyle sort of thing. And um, yeah, it's it, it's uh, the question is when does it become a negative influence? You know, and uh, I think when when you do get the corporate stuff in and and you start changing things and sensationalizing things, that's that's when it becomes a negative. And 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 it's frustrating because it's so unnecessary. I don't think you really need to over-sensationalize a lot of these uh, these cases, you know, and some of these stories, because the stories themselves, I think, are just fascinating in themselves. Uh, you know, like that, that Project Blue Book TV show that uh, came out a couple years ago, and they just changed everything around. It, you know, it was so frustrating because it, it was so unnecessary. Remember also... That was, by the way, the show that was loosely based on the life of Dr. Hynek. It was meant to be a sci-fi show, but a very bad sci-fi show. And they try to take this gentle, calm guy, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, and turn him into an action hero. Can you beat that? Michael, Gene, and Tim, you're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, one thing I should say about making money from UFOs or anything, there's nothing dishonorable about making a living, being paid for what you do. I mean, we think he's writing a UFO book, he's doing it for the money. Well, you might as well say the same thing about every scientist out there. I mean, some scientists, true, are trying to get published and make some money and do lectures, but they have a solid interest in doing good work. Doctors will make more money if you're sick than they will if you're well, because if you're well, you're just going to get the basic exam. But I know I had a stent put in my heart last year, and I got the bill from the hospital, and I was covered through Medicare, most of it, there was a copay, but the total price of the hospital visit, this is just going in the hospital for a few hours, was $70,000. Somebody is making money, but you can't say again, because somebody gets paid for something, they're being dishonest. I agree. And when I say that, you know, a lot of people will misinterpret what I was saying, you know, and I have to remind them that I'm not wanting to scrap everything or get rid of, you know, the conferences or entertainment or TV shows or whatever, because I enjoy that stuff myself. It's just a matter, I think, of balance. I think, you know, we're in a time where everything is entertainment oriented and media oriented, as opposed to science oriented. I think with Projects like Galileo and UPX, SCU, I think there's hope that we can move towards, you know, more pragmatic 
programmatic uh, uh, endeavors. Uh, but it, it's just a it's a matter of balance. I believe in reforming the field. Uh, it, it, yeah, I think we should put just as much money into uh, you know, like I said, field investigations as as we do into the entertainment sort of stuff and um i think that's what we're going to need to do long term otherwise it's just going to be always going to be you know sort of a, a a subset of science fiction you know and i think it could be more than that it'd be interesting though to see 10 20 years from now how many people will who have been in this field of study will come forward and say, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I used to watch, you know, such and such uh, program, and that had a big influence on me. That's what got me started. Pretty much like, uh, you know, we would say that we watched, you know, sightings or, you know, or, or you know, uh, what was the one with uh, Leonard Nimoy and Peter Graves? Yeah, in search of that, that one had a big influence on me, you know. So, what programs now are going to be the influence, for better or worse, on upcoming generations of researchers? Yeah, I think we're also dealing with uh, you know new media now. You know, uh, there's so many podcasts <laughs> out there <laughs> that are influencing uh, you know these subcultures. Uh, more so than any of the corporate stuff. And uh, a, a lot of them tend to be ran by uh, people that are, that are new to the subject. And, and they will pretty much mirror, you know, whatever popular narratives are going on or, you know, what arguments are going on on social media. Everything is sort of happening on social media now. Uh, that is going to be the big influencer for uh, for the subsequent decades for all these different fields of uh, of inquiry in in the paranormal people get on there daily on twitter and on facebook and they have discussions and they share things and and it's a constant especially on twitter uh, twitter there's a hundreds of posts by you know influencers and these influencers are going to be the ones doing the influencing so you know that's why i try to inject myself into it you know as one of the old guard guys to challenge different narratives to challenge different interpretations to encourage critical thinking to encourage historical research because i i it, it is necessary you know, when I get on like Twitter or Facebook, uh, I will see, you know, like younger people that have just gotten involved in the past few years, you know, regurgitating hoax material or uh, uh, putting something out as new that has been, you know, put to the side decades ago. You know, so it's like it's almost like reinventing the wheel and and uh, um, it's frustrating. Uh but that's where it's going to happen, and uh, that's where people like Lou Elizondo and and Tom DeLong. That's where they get their uh, get their power and influence. That's why they're able to, you know, uh, change the narrative and interpret the narrative and influence people. Is because they're plugged into that. And a lot of old guard people aren't active, and, and they're not even aware, you know of a lot of the stuff that's going on in social media and, and what is going to happen to the field 
you know, it, within the next 20 years. It's, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there are people calling for the death of ufology. Some people say ufology is dead. But I will always question, by the way, people like a Tom DeLong. I think he is totally, except for that brief flurry with his silly website, totally non-influential in terms of the UFO field. Hasn't he gone back to music? Yeah, he, he was pretty much, he was influential, you know, 2017 when all the To the Stars uh, promotion stuff happened. And, you know, they were able to uh, capitalize on the the, the Nimitz uh, videos. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was largely orchestrated, you know, with Leslie Keene. And it, it, it is definitely part of a strategy uh, to get the sub sort of reboot the subject, you know, call it UAP and, and reboot it and uh, get younger people involved and, and as part of a form of activism that could uh, have political effects, you know, lobbying and, and it's happening. Uh, they're doing it. You know, the, the strategy is uh, at least on some level, you know, what who's actually pulling strings and and what the end game is. Uh, that's open to debate. But, uh, yeah, Tom was influential. And then he started, you know, saying some things that were delegitimizing, you know, started uh, embracing some of the more, more extreme conspiracy theory stuff, you know, like hollow earth. Antarctica, Nazi stuff, you know, sort of the fringe things. And uh, then you had uh, uh, some uh, people just outright quit to the stars, you know, like uh, like uh, Lou. And they, they sort of distanced themselves from him. So he's he's sort of out of the way now. And, uh, uh, yeah, Lou is sort of the, uh, the, the champion of disclosure uh, now. But... Uh, yeah, he he's got his uh, critics as well, and people are worried about uh, his his knowledge of the subject and uh, his manipulations. Uh, it you know it turns out he's been on social media under different names, you know, trying to influence people to attack one another and whatnot. So that that sort of has hurt his credibility a little bit, but. Uh, the the lobbying stuff is still going on in the Congress, and uh, there's going to be possible amnesty for uh, or immunity from MDA NDA violations in exchange for a uh, testimony to the Congress for some of these uh, you know possible government uh, programs. It's uh, it's kind of hard to know what to root for, you know. Uh, it used to be a day and age where uh, the the UFO field didn't like intelligence community involvement, but the younger people embrace it, you know? We're going to have to wrap up this segment in a minute, so let me just tell everybody here. By the way, I think we've roped in, Michael, to stick with our premium show after the Paracast, where it's uncensored and wacky and wild. It will be wild. <laughs> our guest co-host is Tim Swartz, the man of 27 and one-half voices. And we've never figured that half voice out. I'm Gene Steinberg most of the time. I am not as rich as Ringo, who's worth $350 million. I think I have 350 cents right here. I'll show it to you. You're in the Poracost. Do 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you prepared for more severe food shortages? It's likely that over the next year, serious food shortages will plague us. American farmers are dealing with insane diesel fuel prices and fertilizer shortages, which will lower crop yields. And that means your family's favorite foods will soon be in short supply while fetching sky-high prices. Inflation is the new normal, folks. It's time to act before things get even worse. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com without delay. You'll find ready-hour emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply that last up to 25 years in storage. Each kit provides over 2,000 calories a day to keep your energy up. Order your emergency food kits today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your food ships fast and arrives in unmarked boxes. Listen, there are ways to beat food shortages. When you're ready for real preparedness, make sure to look for ready-hour foods from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, let's continue here. Tim, you had a question of Michael Huntington. I'm trying to remember which way I was going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. Go for it. You were talking about uh, how Tom DeLonge has kind of uh, gone into the extreme elements of, uh, of ufology, but, I mean, it's this is nothing that we haven't. Those of us who are familiar with the history of it, we, we've seen it before. And, in fact, there was, a, there was a whole episode of The X-Files that actually made fun of how... Uh, these these far out aspects of the phenomena can can overtake people. Uh, yeah, is that the uh, Jose Chung from Outer Space episode? Is that what yes. You're talking about? Oh yeah, yes. that's a classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a big X Files fan. <laughs> Needless <laughs> to say, uh, I was actually uh, one of the first people to join the X Files fan club. <laughs> uh, in fact, when I joined it, I did so by mail. <laughs> Because the internet wasn't even invented yet. Yeah, so I, I still have my like uh, stuff, like my X Files fan club, you know, mailings. If <laughs> they mailed me physically, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of you know folklore within uh, the history of UFOs, and there's a lot of you know bizarre, out there conspiracy theories. Um, and some of them are interesting, and some of them are intriguing. Uh, I, I think when they start becoming mutually exclusive of each other, you know, you can't have hollow Earth and also, you know, well, I don't know, maybe you can, but some of them are, they're either Venusians or they're, they're from Jupiter or, Mar you know, you can't, it, it's got to be one or the other, right? Uh, but, uh yeah, the more high strange it is, I think uh, the more delegitimizing it has been, especially for those that are, you know, on the high road trying to, you know, seek some sort of uh, credibility or, or or whatever. And when you start speaking of uh, you know underground bases and you know Nazi railcraft and uh, reptilians and all that, uh, all of these have been part of the you know, the, the, the various uh, theories and uh, interpretations, uh, you know, we, we can't dismiss that. But, yeah, if you're if you're meeting with a congressman or, at a, or a senator, you start talk, talking like that, that's when uh, they don't want to participate with you. And I think that's why some of these uh, uh, political uh People, some of these intelligence-connected people that are they're trying to influence political policy, uh, people that still hold 
classification hearings and work for defense contractors still, um, yeah, that's that's when they want to uh, kind of move away from that. Uh, now, people have said, you know, was Tom DeLong used? Uh, you know, was he just uh, they just used his celebrity in order to uh, get the people involved? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, intelligence has used uh, the UFO subject uh, to uh, affect policy or uh, to use for cover for intelligence operations for for the history of the subject and that's not a conspiracy theory that's demonstrable you know you know what why don't you mention a few cases so people could look into this where the intelligence community has gotten their hands dirty in the ufo field well i mean you can go all the way back to uh you know nicap and, uh, you know, look at uh, people that were on the board back then that, you know, uh, had connections to uh, uh, to intelligence, you know, to the CIA. And it goes all the way back to then, you know, NICAP sort of became delegitimized and you had uh, people leaving NICAP uh, and joining groups like APRO and MUFON because they they felt that it was infiltrated. Uh, it's very interesting, the story of NICAP, because I knew Major Donald Kehoe slightly. Of course, he was a retired major in the Marine Corps, so of course a lot of his associates were military people. One of them was the original head of the CIA when it became the CIA, and the reason for that is they were classmates. Now, maybe there was right. a more sinister reason. It was very, very fun for us back in those days to think, ah, NICAP has all these military government people. They're top-heavy with them. They've got to be influenced by the military, and you make a very valid point there. Except for one thing here, wouldn't that be just a little too obvious? <laughs> if you're going to have a military front yeah, and, and as a I, UFO group, you make it so obvious with a lot of military people on it? Well, and, and maybe, you know, if the strategy is to delegitimize the group, that's how you make it obvious. I don't know. It, it, we, we can speculate. And uh, all I'm saying is, you know, what the perception was. And, uh, oh, yes. and we can certainly look at, you know, other instances of, uh, you know, the government. Uh, you know, we can go to Richard Doty and, and the whole Benef Benowitz thing. We can look at uh, Robert Bigelow and, uh, you know, his influencing you know, while he also had, you know, defense intelligence uh, uh, connections going on, you know, uh, and now it's just sort of accepted. Uh, it used to be, like I said before, it used to be that would be something that, uh, you know, when intelligence infiltrated civilian organizations, it was frowned upon. Now it's like uh, we, we put them up there on the, you know, they get the most money at the speaking you know, for speaking now. Uh, well, that's how Luis Elizondo succeeds. But there's a point I want to mention there about that. My feeling over the years about military or intelligence involvement has been that if you're going to do it, except for like a Richard Doty, who was a pretty wacky guy, we've had him on the show. If you're going to do it, you do it in a way that it's not apt to garner attention. It's like the mystery novel. The person who did it is the person you least suspect. So this was another theory we had that this bohemian character 
who drank too much, who smoked too much, did all sorts of wacky things like perpetrate hoaxes, but who was also the son of a major figure in the U.S. Army. And that guy, of course, was Jim Mosley, his dad with Major General George Van Horn Mosley, an extreme right winger who was a high muckety-muck in the U.S. Army in the 30s. And you think, Jim Mosley, look at him. I mean, he's always kind of unkempt, and the suit is always doesn't fit quite right, and the shirt doesn't fit quite right. How could Jim Mosley, and I knew him for many years, how could Jim Mosley possibly be an intelligence agent? And you think, you know what, if you're going to have an intelligence agent infiltrate the UFO field, you have somebody who gathers information. You have somebody who is your friend. He befriends you. You tell him all the good things. You believe he's just a regular guy, a little bit crazy. How could he possibly be a member of intelligence? Mm. <laughs> Think about that. Michael, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name is Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. USA Radio News. Brittany Griner's legal team submitted a letter to a Russian court that showed she had been given medical clearance to use cannabis for chronic pain. Tests were also submitted showing that Griner met all anti-doping requirements. With that evidence submitted, it wraps up two days of critical hearings that focus on the detained American basketball player's character and athletic career. The WNBA star pleaded guilty last week to drug offenses after Russian customs officials found vape cartridges with cannabis oil in her luggage at a Moscow airport in February. Griner, who was in Russia playing basketball during her off-season break from the Phoenix Mercury, has been in custody ever since this is usa radio news russia's defense minister has called for the country's military to quote further intensify attacks on ukraine claiming it is trying to stop ukraine from bombing civilian areas in russian-backed territories the move follows vladimir putin's hinting that russia might soon ramp up war efforts 
A judge has dismissed convictions in a horrific crime. Three men were cleared Friday of one of the most horrific crimes in New York history. It happened in November 1995. Harry Kaufman was selling subway tokens during an overnight overtime shift when he was sprayed with gasoline and set on fire in the toll booth. He died two weeks later. A judge dismissed the convictions of Vincent Ellerby, James Irons, and Thomas Malik. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So it was Jim Mosley, the very first guest we had on the Paracast, February 28th, 2006. Someone I knew for, what, 40 years or so? Was he really an intelligence agent? Hmm. And that's what's interesting, you know, it's uh, whatever the truth is, you know, the, the, the waters are muddy <laughs> and uh, everybody's sort of paranoid now, even I think even more so now uh, than any other time within the history of the subject, uh, because there's little camps, you know, there's always been camps of believers and, uh, you know, people that are, you know, associated with each other of like minds. And then there's uh, people on, that have different interpretations and, you know, they become the enemy or, or maybe they uh, have personal animosity or maybe there there's just business competition. There's a lot of that now, especially within the podcast realm and the media realm. Uh, you know, you have all these different camps and, uh, you know, so everybody's sort of paranoid and it's now become, Anybody that has a different view than me is, you know, on the take. <laughs> Anybody that competes with my view, which is the correct heroic one, is probably a government agent. And I think people used to make those accusations in the past of people that did have ties. But, you know, in, in our, our modern social media, fake news, uh, uh, robots, uh, age, uh, people are really untrustworthy of each other. And uh, I've been accused of being a, a government agent 
probably multiple times a month now, uh, just because I don't agree with somebody's narrative or their interpretation of a certain case or a piece of evidence. Uh, people like Mick West, you know, uh, uh, people like uh, uh, even on the other side, people like Lou, you know, um, I think uh, some may uh, uh, have uh agendas and ulterior motives, especially those that are, you know, connected to uh, uh, actually changing policy. Uh, I, I, certainly, we have to we have to take that as a consideration, but not everybody is on the take. I, and I'm just some dude in Missouri, you know, a lifelong UFO nerd. Not on the take, not not a government agent. I'm just, uh, you know, a person with opinions. But, uh, yeah, we really live in a hyper politicized age uh, within the subject uh, in a very hyper paranoid age where everybody thinks that they're the hero. You know, I don't think you're anybody unless you've been accused at least once of being a government agent. <laughs> yeah. It's a right it's a rite of passage. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, I know Tim Beckley, he was constantly getting accused of, of being a, a disinformation agent. <laughs> and probably also accused of being an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well he was, after all, Mr. UFO. Accused of being an alien. You're not? <laughs> uh, as far as I know, uh, you know, I guess if the mothership uh, lands in my backyard and uh, says, you know, okay, Gortak, it's time to go back to uh, Romulac, uh, I guess I'll be surprised uh, or not. My wife probably won't. <laughs> well, in some of these Star Trek shows, you see how easy it is to put on makeup to turn a human into a Klingon and vice versa. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's another interesting thing. You know, that we we have such technology now that where we can we can literally prank people, right? I mean, we could uh, we can send up drones and and make it look like an alien invasion and put people in top notch Hollywood makeup at no cost and and make them uh, you know think that they're having a, a close encounter it's uh very interesting and and, and challenging times within <laughs> within ufology now uh, I, I I I encourage uh, younger people to become drone experts and uh, uh, all you have to do is show them a couple of videos of some drone shows you know and uh, holographic uh, lasers and all that sort of stuff and you know they realize that uh yeah if, if we're going to be studying things in the sky we need to know what the things in the sky are you know and and be able to 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 figure out what's going on uh i, I can we pull off a a a a believable close encounter uh, uh to some unsuspecting person we absolutely could we have the technology now to do that, and uh, that's another challenge that we have to consider. And not that there's a lot of people doing that, but uh, uh, you know, in recent years, we do have you know mystery drones appearing at uh, military bases, and uh, uh, we have people like uh, Jeremy Corbell uh, uh, sharing videos that are, are that are most likely drones that are that are being. Uh, uh, attributed as being uh, extraterrestrial. So uh, uh, 
yeah, we can uh, we can make people think aliens are real if we totally want to. Well, certainly they're they're taking advantage of it. Well, we're testing a new aircraft or a new drone. People say it's a UFO. Good, because they won't pay attention to what it really is. It's a great cover story, and I think it's something that we we've, we've used. I think that you know the the government. And, you know, I, I tell this to a lot of younger people, the uh, the military came up with the term UFO. And they also came up with the term unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, you know, UFO, all, you know, they were called UFOBs back then. You know, Repelt, uh, I think, was attributed with uh, being the originator of, of that terminology, and it became UFO. But even back on the, uh, you know, the the blue book uh, reporting sheets that said UAP at the top. So everybody thinks, you know, UAP is a new term. It actually, it goes back to, uh, to blue book. It's, uh, it's at the top of the reporting sheets. Uh, so the government came up with these, you know, these terms, these, uh, these, these phrases. And uh, uh, it's certainly in some instances, uh, it does work as great cover uh, for uh, secret military programs. Uh because uh, if people are seeing something unusual, all you have to do is just uh, uh, characterize it as a UFO. And then, uh, you know, that's sort of may, – it may not cause disinterest. It'll, it may cause, you know, an interest that gives an interpretation that they want, that it's, uh, that it's something other than military. So great cover story. Well, that gets to a, another big subject here, which is what portion of UFOs do you think might be conventional test aircraft? I think, uh, you know, if, if we uh, go with the traditional uh, idea that, you know, uh, 90% of everything is sort of prosaic or 95%, 93%, you know, somewhere within that, you know, within all cases, you know, maybe there's like uh, five to eight uh, percent that are uh, truly unknown. Uh, and out of those, uh, they they they're in that category uh, due to ins- insufficient data, you know. Uh, uh, but still, even with the you know a, a small percentage. You know, say that three uh, percent of all UFO uh, cases are, are are unknown. You know, we may be dealing with, you know, some sort of visitation from uh, some sort of technology from elsewhere, or it may be technology from here that is uh, either being misidentified or it or it's a hidden technology or an unknown technology uh, or it's some sort of natural phenomena. And I think all three of those are probably on the plate for, you know, that those that small percentage of, of uh, seriously in, in anomalous cases. One more segment with Michael, then he'll join us on after the Paracast with Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. 
After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com.
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You see, when it comes to the TikTok sightings and all that, I think there's a mixture there. There's a mixture of something we can't figure out, and there's a mixture of something conventional. And, you know, there's all this hinting about the real goal there is not to look for E.T., but the goal is to look for possible new technologies here. You know, as somebody that studies uh, aviation and aviation history, that is something that I also encourage uh, new people to look at. I, I, I don't think you can study UFOs adequately without also studying the history of aviation. Definitely interconnected. Uh, we know there are times within the history of the subject of UFOs that uh, what people have seen were secret jets. You know, when they rolled out the, the stealth bombers and the fighters around the Persian Gulf War time, we recognized that that was probably what some people were seeing. Even the CIA has has come to admit that a significant portion of uh, of UFO encounters, you know, from like the 50s and 60s coincide with uh, various tests of, uh, you know, like the SR-71 and, and U-2 and, and uh, high dynamic aircraft like that. And we have done experimentation. Uh, within aviation of all different kinds of, of craft, you know, circular craft. We know the Avro, but we don't know that uh, maybe the Avro, uh, it went beyond what was publicly known. You know, I've seen schematics for flying versions of Avros that did fly. And, you know, there there are projects uh, like from the Arion company that uh, involved uh, blimp jet hybrids that legitimately flew and were, were part of programs. So I, I think there's been a lot of different programs with a lot of different technology experimental that have been misidentified. And there's probably still a lot of that. I, I, I think uh, uh, we probably do have some kind of a, a, a like the Arion, it, it, it's called a flaming pumpkin seed. You know, it's like a triangular type blimp but it's also jet powered, you know, it's got buoyancy, but it's also got speed. I think uh, we, we probably have, you know, platforms like that or have had platforms over the uh, you know 75 plus years uh, since this subject uh, has, uh, has been part of our culture. So I think those are some things that I think can be very relevatory. I think, uh, you know, I, I've seen two UFOs, legitimate ufos in my lifetime i saw a daylight disc flying saucer and i don't know what the hell that was and i also have seen a black triangle traversing in front of the moon and i don't know what that was either but uh, but i i'm here in missouri you know where, where the, we have a lot of stealth aircraft that are housed and and i think most likely it was probably some sort of a a, a military aircraft that uh, is you know, like, a, you know, the Black Manta or, or something like that that uh, is rumored but uh, not yet knowable or, or known in the public. So, yeah, I want to hear I want to hear uh, 
just a little bit more detail about the uh, disc uh, uh, that you saw in the daylight. <laughs> well, it was uh, in St. Louis back in uh, 1979, and we were returning uh, from a uh, – it was near St. Louis, and we were returning from a, uh, a company picnic. My dad worked for Vest Soda Company in St. Louis, and uh, we were returning from that. And uh, I was already into UFOs at the time. I, I, you know, I have to admit that. And, you know, I, I looked out the window. I was in the back seat of the car and flying alongside was a classic flying saucer. It sort of curved at the end, though, but it had a line delineated down the middle and it was silvery and it was reflecting uh, the sun on one side. And uh, I saw it for probably a good six or seven seconds. What it was, I don't know. Uh, could I have misinterpreted something? Uh, could it have been hallucinatory? Uh, I don't know. I, I even doubt myself, you know? I, I think, uh, you know, w- w- when we are skeptical, we have to really be skeptical. And I think uh, uh, open-minded skepticism is, is a good way to go. And honest, being honest uh, with ourselves and with others and, and taking all the different ideas and and theories and interpretations and putting everything on the table and and seeing what works the most i think uh or works the best and what's most likely yeah uh, do i know what i saw uh no i mean i can only uh, uh, uh speculate and and uh, lay out you know likely explanations and i can even doubt my own uh, experience and i think uh, that's what we need to do we need to be open-minded uh, skeptics about this and uh, consider everything consider all the evidence consider all the different interpretations uh, honestly and pragmatically and uh, uh try to figure out what are what are the uh, the best explanations given you know the information that we have uh will i ever know what i saw i don't think i will Unless, you know, the alien <laughs> was flying a saucer that day and came down and said, oh, yeah, Mike, uh, remember? You know, but even then, you know, you, you, you might have to, to doubt that. Or if it showed up in a government uh, file, you know, it's, uh, uh, there, we can always doubt. And, yeah, I, I, I try to look at everything pragmatically and fairly and honestly. And uh, that's what keeps me going, you know, the mystery of it all. You know, I'm not out to say that uh, what I saw was aliens, but I'm also not out to say that, you know, I'm not out to dismiss it either. I think uh, uh, each case should be judged on its own merit and each piece of evidence judged on its own merit and each theory judged on on its own validity. And uh, there's so much out there to look at and some of it's great and some of it's not so great but it's it's fun and uh fascinating and uh you know keeps our curiosity going uh now i've traveled to uh, hundreds of places and you know have, and have charted thousands of strange places and, and you know when my days on this earth are done i will only scratch the surface of all the uh, strange mysteries that are out there and you know it takes all of us to be out there and explore these things and and give our ideas and uh, uh you know try to seek some honest answers you could see though how somebody who has no experience with this kind of stuff who may have uh, a sighting like that honest answers indeed 
Michael Huntington, for those who are really, really, as they should be, curious about the things that you're up to, where do they go? Well, uh, I am active on all social media, so just look me up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those uh, all those fun places. Or you can just go to Google, just type in my name, and and alongside with whatever weirdness you're in, and all my different articles and such will pop up. I am in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and we are actually having a conference down here in August, 5th through 7th, Midwest Conference on the Unknown. So uh, people can look that up if they actually want to come and participate in our conference. We're, we're going to talk about a lot of the, uh, the same topics and issues that we did here tonight. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You see, we get to these places, too. You can also find us on Facebook, two sections of the Paracast, including a Paracast fan club. We're not on Instagram yet. Maybe 50 years from now. You can also get branded merchandise for the Paracast if you go to the Paracast.shop with the t-shirts and all the good stuff. We also offer a special, very special feature called the Paracast Plus. place to go to check that out is the Paracast.plus. Okay? The Paracast.plus, we get this show free of the network ads. You also get the After the Paracast podcast where Michael will return to give us more conversation uncensored, uninterrupted until he gets sick of us. Go check out the Paracast.plus special deal if you give coupon code UFO20, UFO20. You get 20% off on a five-year or lifetime subscription. Can you beat that? The Paracast.plus. Hey, Michael Huntington, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you so much. I, I've listened to you guys forever. It is an honor, and uh, let's do this again sometime. Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.